Hi, ever wonder what it's like to work another profession or live in the underworld? Listen to Unsuspecting Riders give a 10 to 15 minute personal masterclass as I spontaneously interview them as they enter my taxi. I'm your host, Simon Rushton, and this is Taxi Chronicles. Morning, morning, morning. Yes, we're back with another episode, another rider. Today we have a very interesting, articulate guy, and he used to be a chef, and he's opened up his own business, and listening to him, I thought, yeah, there's a story in here for you guys. So, welcome, Elliot. How you doing? You all right? So, tell us, what made you want to get into the restaurant business? Uh, originally, um, I kind of left school 16, went to Australia and fell into it um, and just enjoyed it really. Like even though, you know, you look at a kind of chef's life and you're working 18, 19 hours a day and you don't have any time for anything else. It's kind of one of those things that you were you're all doing it together, the team, you're all, you're all in it together. It just became, it became kind of like addictive. So, I mean, it's just a really fun, creative kind of industry, uh, especially making, creating dishes and stuff like that. So it's one of those things that just stuck with you. Did you go to college or uni to learn to No, mate, no, 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 no. Just learn it on the try on, on the job, on the job. You just throw yourself into a, it's a kind of a really intense situation, like a maybe like a Michelin star kitchen. Okay. You don't really need like that uh, that education. You kind of just learn so quickly. You have to learn so quickly on the job, or the job's kind of not yours anymore. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, do you regret not going to uni or college for the? Um, not really, no. I mean, the only regret, I, I mean, not regret, but the only thing I would say is I, I just feel like I missed out on the, like, kind of that uni lifestyle, but then that doesn't really faze me because I don't want to be in debt, do you know what I mean? Have you ever had an employer say, because you haven't got a catering certificate, even though you've got work, work experience, that you can't have the job? No, never. Okay. So that's very interesting. Did you heard about uh, Google and Apple? What they said that from now on to work for them, you don't need a degree. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. They degrees aren't needed. Well, Um, this is the thing now, isn't it? Like, that's the way it's going, I feel. Like, I don't know anybody. Well, do you know what? I know very few people that I've worked with that have actually gone to kind of a catering school as such, especially in London. Everyone just kind of, like I said, learns on the job. It's, It's a really odd situation. You don't. The people, it's a rare thing to have like a, a, a kind of obviously you need your health and safety c- certificates but you can do that on the job um, and your food hygiene but you do all that on the job I, I think it's rare to find someone well I haven't worked with someone for a few years that's actually you know spent a, f- a few years of their life going to college and learning that kind of stuff Was catering, chefing in uh, Australia different from England? Uh, no, just the produce would be a bit different. That's it, really. Um, what kind of produce? I mean, in terms of like, yeah, I mean, in terms of fish and stuff, you know, you'd have, um, a, I mean, it was obviously awesome out there because it was so, um, you have like baby shark, which would they, which they would call flake, which is basically their equivalent of our cod. 
So it's like uh, so they're eating shark. Yeah, yeah. It's got well, it's called flake. So uh, so it's like a it's it's like a baby bait, like tiny tiny one. Very easy, very popular. Do they farm them or something? Um, I mean, I guess I'm not too sure. Um, I worked in a fish restaurant for about 18 months when I was there, and uh, they had their own supply, um, kind of like you know. I worked in a restaurant in Shoreditch and they had their own like Cornish supplies so they would have their own private boats go out and it was a similar sort of setup for the one in um Australia. Yeah. Okay. So you you um how long were you in Australia for? Uh I was there for I think just over 18 months, 19 20 months. Okay. Um yeah man and then uh, just decided to come back and um the good experience yeah i mean look like it's such a have you been no it's a way of life over there man it's it's incredible you just the money you earn like the, the pay over there is just insane for the same job you can you, you do here the quality of life is easier the rent is cheaper the, the, the weather is nicer well, a lot of them come here though i think it's because they're so used to they're so used to that you know the, they've grown up with it. They, in my experience, the ones that I know, this is what I say to them, and I'm like, "You've got such beautiful, beautiful surroundings. Why are you here?" And they're like, "Well, they've had it from kind of day day one, and the only place they can travel to is kind of New Zealand uh, or Southeast Asia, whereas they look at us and they're like, oh, we can hop around Europe, even though we don't." Yeah. Uh, do you know what I mean? Yeah, he who has it doesn't know what to do. Yeah. Well, it doesn't. No. That's it. So you opened your restaurant during the pandemic. Tell us about that. Um, yeah, so we basically, me and my business partner, Richie, who's also a chef, we've been working together for like nine years. We, um, we kind of planned to open a Greasy Spoon British Cafe vibe uh, from day one, purely because when we met, we were working in a, like a, one of those Australian type annoying breakfast cafes where you literally go in and you spend two people would spend 40 quid and you'd have a couple of coffees and a couple of eggs poached and bloody avocado and we were just sick of kind of just that whole like you know it was just it was going that way and there was nowhere where we on our days off you know if we wanted to go for breakfast and you know there was obviously the, cl the classic Greasy Spoons, Regency Cafe, Ipolici, those places. But there wasn't kind of, like you said earlier, there wasn't like a, a, a regentrified one. And the whole idea was basically to do that, but in a non kind of like, kind of like wanky way, do you know what I mean? Like we didn't want to, we didn't want it to be themed. We basically just want it to be simple, cheap and easy. You don't want to rip the arse out. Yeah, do you know what I mean? And just like, and the feedback we've got so far from it is just incredible. Like, we're getting a, such a range of people come in and just give us such great hype because they're just like, do you know what, boys? Like, fair play. Mm -hmm. Dude, it's so cheap. You can get a fry up. Like, uh, we were charging six quid for a fry up, like, a full fry up. Okay, sounds good. Okay, so last two questions. What have you learned that you wish you knew when you started? That could be in relation to the chefing business in Australia. Um, I don't know, man. It's tough. I think patience is key. Uh, just, I mean, 
just just with everything really with 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 being a chef just uh you'd find yourself just in this manic world because it's such a high pressured environment just uh, the best advice is literally from the top chefs it's just to be patient i think and i think i wish i learned that sooner Even, and that's the same with opening a business as well mm-hmm. just take your time and just chill out do you know what i mean and the last question is what's the impact you want to have on the world um i guess we're the the whole point of this calf is basically you know we want it we want it to be cheap and i feel feel like the impact now is you know it's one step closer to kind of we've had a few other like kind of restaurateurs that we know we've realized that now you know they're in competition with us and they are uh they've lowered their prices too now and it's kind of it's kind of refreshing to see uh that you know like london I don't want London to be like a really, really expensive place. I, I want it to be a place that people can come and, uh, you know, yeah, not yeah. feel ripped off. So, so okay, that's good. So where can people find you? Uh, we're in Tufnell Park on Junction Road. Um, Norman, okay. Norman's Cafe, we're called. And we're on Instagram, at Norman's Cafe London. Okay. Um, Do you want to spell that for them? It's N-O-R-M-A-N-S. Um, Norman's Cafe London on Instagram um, we've been open since November um, and yeah man this is it well thanks a lot appreciate it and we we wish you well <laughs> thank we hope you liked that interview don't forget to like share and subscribe to get the latest daily episode Ever considered investing in a continent with the fastest growing economy and population on Earth? The same continent that holds 30% of the world's known natural resources? Then listen to our sister podcast, Africa Investor Stories, where you will hear real investors with real stories from around the world share their experience of investing in Africa. We post Monday and Thursday at 10am.